Hey, hey, everyone. It is Jay only today, and I have a guest with me, Mike Dola. So Mike is a guy that I randomly found on the internet, you guys. I did not go down the Mike rabbit hole. I don't know who this guy is, but uh, from what I saw in the little time of uh, following him, I really connected to his posts. And so I reached out and I was like, hi, Mike. Um, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And you were like, yeah, sure. So this is where we're at right now. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Jose. Uh, thank you for having me. This is awesome. This is how connections are made uh, through the internet. It was how I built a business and my crazy life. And here I am. So happy to be here. Well, thank you. So basically, um, you know, I spoke to Mike and we were like talking before even pressing play and we had so much to share. And I'm like, okay, hey, let's just press play. So the humans are used to just basically hearing Alicia and I chat about anything and then we kind of get to some good stuff, but we just chat about our lives and whatever. And the last thing that I said before I pressed play was that I had done a documentary. So I was just telling Mike about Would You Eat a Donut a Day, um, where we ate only Tim Hortons for a month. Didn't even tell him why we did that or whatever, but I will be sending him the link. And I think your wife will laugh because it's like fun. Like we're we're funny. Um, and it's like it's women, it's moms and and kids and whatever. Um, but he was telling me that he did his own little uh experiment. So let's start with that and go from there. Yeah. So this was man, this probably had to be 2016, 2017. Um, I was, you know, a couple of years into the business I started and now sold Stronger You Nutrition, uh, online nutrition coaching company, flexible dieting, all about like no restrictions, stuff like that. Uh, at the time and still now, I had a lot of people telling me that you can't have sugar. Everything you eat carb wise has to be like green vegetables or oats or something quote unquote healthy. So I was like, let me try to eat Captain Crunch for a couple months as my only carb source other than like some green veggies. Um, I did it. I lost 20 pounds. I felt great. I performed well. I slept well. My teeth stayed intact. My health stayed intact. And I did that to prove to people that, you know, the carb source you eat, if you're generally living a healthy lifestyle, like you can have these things. And it was extreme. I told people, do not do this. Clients do not follow my lead. Maybe you can have a little bit of Captain Crunch for your carb sources, but don't do all of it like I am. I'm a crazy person and I want to just do something wild. And I did it. And actually, I remember losing a member over it. And and it was it was weird because they were like, this is I think you're leading uh, or giving us a bad example. And I was like, how do I protect? How do I protect this and share my story without telling people to do it, which was in my head to literally tell them not to do it. So uh, that wasn't cool. But yeah, it was wild because people still they're like, oh, this can't happen. I'm like, it's happening before your eyes. I, I don't know why you don't believe that you can eat these things and still do well. Mm, oh, Mike, I have so much to say. Um, I resonate with your story, especially when you said you lost a member. And like we yeah. I don't know if like I've never had someone say like I'm quitting your weight loss because you're eating Tim Hortons. Definitely had some opinions, but they were. Um, also I'm like, guys, this is all like, this is your perception of our intentions. And like your intentions were are different than your member. So your member, you're like, don't eat Captain Crunch because we don't have the same goals right now. Your goal was to create content, uh, proof. Um, and so like your intentions were good for what you were doing. Like that, that, that went with what you were trying to accomplish as a goal. Um, and then you said my teeth didn't rot. Like people thought we were going to yeah. die. Like you're yeah. going to die. I was like, what do you think they serve you at Tim Hortons? It's sandwiches and soup and donuts. Like, it's just hilarious to me. It's interesting. People are people are funny about food. There's like this this superiority complex about 
it, you know? Okay. Let's talk about that. Okay. So I've been like really lately, I don't know. I have this, like, I don't know if it's a midlife crisis, but I'm like, I'm saving the world. Are, do you want to do this with me? Mike? Okay. So in my mind, I'm like, listen, I, I went to through all the like, okay, why do they think this? Why is their belief system? First of all, our culture and your, are, do you live in New York? Are you from New York? Yeah. Yep. From okay. New York. A little so bit. You're not state. far away from me. Like, you know, yeah. I, I would drive to New York. Um, yeah. but, um, so basically our culture, our society has this like belief system, like just like this. And we're all affected by it. I like to say it's traumatic, but we're all damaged by it. Like, I feel like it's kind of insane to me that, you know, this like 70 year old that's never been a part of the diet industry has never tried to lose weight is still afraid to eat after 8 PM. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You see what I mean? Like, it's obviously like, it's been a while, like it's been a while that it's, it's ingrained in our system of beliefs. And, um, I'm like, how do we not, how do we fix it? We can't fix everyone, but like, what's the, like, what's happening? Like, what is that one thing that could really make a change or shift the trajectory of obesity and whatever? And I'm like, I really feel it's the relationship with food. Like we have such a strained damaged relationship with food. Like we don't believe in food freedom. Like we're afraid of captain crunch. We're afraid of uh, soda where it's just like, there's so much happening. And I'm like, how do we, where do we start? Yeah. I, I, a lot of times I think about like, why, why do people not believe that they can eat these things and still do well? Well, it's because there's, there's so many influential people out there telling them they can't. Okay. We're trained since we're little kids to hear if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And with food and like flexible dieting, it's like, well, no, you can eat, all you need to do is eat the right amount of food in, you know, a decent nutritional breakdown while enjoying your favorite foods in the right amounts. So I don't know, it's, it starts when we're young, like our parents, our grandparents, they, they mess a lot of people up. Most of the clients I worked with were, you know, they were bringing in like the demons of the past where like they had to finish, they had to finish their plate or they couldn't, like you said, eat after a certain time, or they have a cupcake and it's going to go right to their butt. And it's like, well, why do we talk like that? I like know. And it works. And you, so you proved it with Captain Crunch. We proved it with Tim Hortons. We actually like lost a total of 15 pounds in a month, uh, like together, me and my partner and um, my business partner. And I ate 67 donuts in a month. You know what I mean? Like it became my morning, you know, mid snack. And then like at 9 PM, that's what I would eat before going to bed, like a Boston cream. And like, I lost <laughs> seven pounds. I, I I hadn't been that thin in a very long time. Like I started at a, a small weight and it's like, I couldn't believe. And also the energy I had, like I would eat my like bagel belts before going to my spin class. And like, I just like felt like this is crazy. Um, but we also had the conversation that the whole, the other parts, it wasn't just proving weight loss, calorie deficit, whatever. Mm -hmm. It was how restricted you can feel on a menu. That was also yeah. part of our messaging because as much as I was eating donuts and bagels and bacon and whatever, Yes, I was losing weight, but where's the sushi? Where's my date night? Where's life? And so that was also part of the messaging in our documentary, which was like, it, it, it was a lot, but okay. So let's go to why don't they believe us? We felt the same. Like we proved to you what's wrong with you. Like, but people don't think it can work for them. So like it worked for you, Mike, because you're a man and you work out a lot. Like it's when people are like, it's because you exercise. I'm like, I used to exercise before the Tim Hortons the exact same way. Nothing changed. Why do we think that? Why are, why are we? Yeah. 
It's well, it starts from like probably our, our parents telling us we're special and we're unique and right. It's like, well, our personalities are all a little different and unique and special, but us humans, like we're all, we're all pretty much the same with like yeah. different faces and personalities. That's yep, it. Right. Like we are pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Food does what food does for you, for me, and everybody else, aside from like aversions or allergies. Like a chicken breast is going to do what it does for you yeah. and me. A donut is going to do what it does for you and me. And I think it just it's it comes down to people wanting to be individual and okay. unique. And they think food is the same, whereas food is not. It's like it's like water. Water is doing the same thing for me and you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to be special, I think, and that's not meant to be negative. It's just saying like this is a yeah. good thing. You you have control and you can do something about it. Yes, yes, I saw that vibe on your grid. Like I saw the vibe of like no victim mentality. Like you, there's still something you could do. Like I do feel like, and I'm dealing with a lot of women. And we're talking about menopause. I'm not in menopause yet, and we're just. I'm like, listen, listen. At the end of the day, are you sleeping well? Are you low consumption of alcohol? Are you moving your body every day? And most of us, I always do my own statistics. I'm like ninety seven point eight three percent. Um, don't. You know, I'm like, you can't be like, I'm doing everything menopause when there's so much, like, let's focus on what you can do. Like, I I don't, I'm not a can't, like I'm broken person. I hate that. I hate it. And in business too, when I would have a crazy idea and someone would say, I don't, we can't do that. And I say, well, let's pretend we have to do it. How would we do it? And that's with this stuff. Like, imagine how I, the reactions I get when I mention menopause, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'll never know what that's like, but I've helped. 50,000 people, many of which were that. So are these people wrong? Because they came here with menopause and challenges and they did it. And here's how they did it. And also like, and you've talked about comparison and how that can be an inspiration and not, it does not have to be, you know, uh, the, 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 thief of joy, they say. And and I was like, Oh, see you, we have a lot of the same beliefs here. Um, but, um, okay. Let's go back to you've named, you've said when we were children, when we were children. So one of your posts that, that that's when I decided to send you a message. So you wrote parents, please be careful how you talk about food around your children. I actually sent this post to my business partner and I was like, this guy, this guy knows what's up. Um, I've spent my career fixing what uneducated mothers and fathers did to their kids and we need to be better. And I love how you're like bold. Like you literally just say like the, the, this can be like for me, not triggering, very true. Um, but as a parent and someone that's like, I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. It gets like, mm, but I'm like, no, but this is what it is. Like, yeah. and also when someone triggers uh, an emotion like from you, that's good. Like, that's like, okay, there's progress here. We can like work on this. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I do that quite a, quite a bit. I feel like I have to just say, I have to say what I, what I feel and what makes sense. And there are always going to be a few people that are like, Oh, like I've been a parent for a little less than two years. And someone probably saw that and knew that and said, this guy's been a parent for two years. What does he know? Well, I know because you worked with parents. Yeah. Yeah. Almost every client we've had has been a parent has been a result of their parents saying things like the cupcake going to the butt or that's bad, or you're going to get a treat if you behave. And when you look at all the research and all these like experts on like child psychology and things like that, they say like, do not talk like that because these kids are going to carry these emotions for the rest of their life. And you see it. And then these people are going to be parents of young girls who are going to pick up these habits and think that if they eat this thing, it's going to be bad. It's like, and I see it on Instagram, on all these pages all the time. 
like parents that they are just like, I don't let my kid eat junk food. I'm like, just don't even talk about it like that. Like mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of days ago, we let our daughter have cake for breakfast. She wanted cake. We're like, all right, give her cake. She's not going to want it every day. We're not no. going to make cake this big deal. It's just a freaking food. Stop you know? making it a big deal. Like stop talking yeah. about like, I'm like, and language is what matters most. I think that like, I don't care if you eat a salad at supper and then you're like, I'm eating a salad. And then you're, you're talking shit all the time around your kids or like, I have to eat a salad. I'm trying to lose weight. Like just these things. I'm like you, how you speak has the most impact on your kids and their relationship with food. And it's, let's be real. It's always, I'm like, we don't need another expert telling us we should eat more vegetables. Like we We don't need that. We like, we know that if you, if you take anyone and you give them a grocery cart and you say, go buy healthy food, they're going to do pretty good. But they're, people are not doing it. Like the question is, why are they not doing it? Because they don't know how. And that's where like what I was always big on, like teaching them how to do it. Mm-hmm. Because you don't need just another list of food that is probably healthy. You need no. to know how to eat like a normal person. Yes. And you like, need to yeah. have a better relationship with all foods. Yep. Yep. And no, it's like, I'm like, guys, we're not, they're like, oh, how, like you said, how damaging is it that you're eating Captain Crunch or how damaging is it? And I'm like, no one's going to do this. Like who's going to like take over this diet of Tim Hortons? No one's going to do this forever. So we're doing it to just prove our message. We're in and out. Like this is just what, you know, this is an experiment. This is a documentary. We have intentions. And uh, the doctor that was uh, following us and did our blood work was like, nothing's going to happen. Like, you guys are healthy. You guys move your body. You guys like, uh, like all because health is so complex, right? It's not about the food. It's way like you don't smoke. You're not going to be drinking alcohol. It's just going to be good. And my, my, I don't drink alcohol because I don't like the taste. And so I'm just like, that's just my thing. But my business partner opposite. So it's so good that we're two and we're completely different showing that, you know, we both lost 70 pounds. And so like, it just shows that you just make your life work and what you like and what you don't. So for her, that was a a big change, you know, a full month without any alcohol. And the doctor was like, it's probably going to be good for Alicia. Isn't that funny? People, people would, people would hear that they did a a Tim Horton challenge without thinking what they gave up, which was alcohol. So you're replacing one for the other alcohol. You could argue is maybe a little worse than the donuts. Mm -hmm. So that's, I don't know. It's people are so funny. They have their own bias about food and their situation. And I'm like, and certain types of food. Listen to me. Listen. Yeah. No, I agree. So one thing that we noticed, and I know that I can have this conversation honestly with our listeners and you. So we've had, we were attacking people in the parking lot and asking them, would you eat a donut a day just to see what they would say. So that kind of like, um, triggering their relationship with food relationship with donuts. And uh, it was very interesting. The difference between men and women. So men are like, yeah. And then women are like, why are you asking me this? This is so personal. Like, it's so funny. And I'm like, this is just me asking you if you'll eat a donut. It just shows their relationship with it. I'm not asking you if you have sex with your husband. I'm asking, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and it's like, why is this they, a personal question? Like, they were probably like, no. But when you think about it, most people probably consume more calories from other foods that just might not be donuts. So there's, there's still that like shame. Like there you go. Yes. Donut right. bad. Like why is a donut bad? Why? Exactly. Yeah. So we had people say no, but then they're living with a hundred pounds of excess fat on their bodies. Of course. It, so you do something potentially worse than a donut all the time, but you don't realize it or you don't acknowledge it because there's, there's built in shame around food decisions, yeah. which like, who cares if you, if you want to, 
if you want to do stuff that makes you a little unhealthier, that's, that's your choice. To me, it's like, oh, you don't want to read books. Cool. Like don't read books. So like, I'm, I'm talking to the people that want to be helped or want to improve. Yes. Everyone else. Like if I ever offend someone that doesn't want to, please know that I'm not talking to people that don't care to change. Like I'm not going to judge you because there's things I do that I'm, I do that probably aren't the best behavior. So who am I to judge, you know? No, exactly. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I want to serve those that want yep. to improve. Like, they're like, oh, I want this different perspective. I want, you know, I, I like what you're saying. This makes sense to me. Like, that's who we serve. Like, I feel like at the end of the day, there's tons of people that my service does not serve. Like, that's not what they're looking for. They just scroll um, by, right? Like, like I'll say, I'll say something about protein and they're like, what about vegans? And I'm like, well, I, I can't really help you because I'm talking about how to get a bunch of protein and it's a lot easier for the meat eater. So just scroll, like, just know this, this post is not for you. This the post is not for you. Like sometimes this, this moment is not for you. This TikTok, this 15 second video is not for that. I always say this, don't make it what it's not about. Yeah. Well, everyone it's about like the, this. the world is for them. Like here, here's information for a bunch of people. It might not, not pertain to you. So just understand, like if I drive by a, a billboard and it's like, something personal injury lawyer. I'm like, well, I don't have a personal injury from a job. So I'm not going to get mad at this guy for like, Oh, get out of my space. Like what? Like someone behind me might need this guy. So yes, I, critical I think thinking. social media the same way. We definitely need more critical thinking out there. Just oh, like yeah. pick, choosing, choosing the information that is for you is definitely a skill that people need to, um, yes, work on. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, there's one that I couldn't, I didn't go, uh, far, further away. Wait. Okay. Mm. How about people claiming they accurately, accurately track calories? So let's talk about that whole, um, that, that is like scientifically proven that we definitely, um, do not account for every single thing and that we all consume more than we think. Yeah. Um, and that it's normal and that not to feel shame about it, but to just know that that is a thing so that you can be aware of it. Yeah. So this is, it's complicated, right? There's, there's people out there that are like, I'm not eating enough and I'm not losing weight. So I always challenge these people because the hard part is their story to them is hundred percent accurate. They do exactly what they're supposed to do. And I understand that because I used to do that. And then I took a step back and I realized like, well, crap, I snack, I get drunk on weekends and mm-hmm. eat at the diner at 2 AM, probably 3000 calories. So why am I stalled? And that's what happens to people. They do really well for five days, four and a half days, whatever it is. And then they make a few decisions that bring their, their average calorie up a little bit and they don't acknowledge it. And they argue and debate with me constantly about how they eat 1200. They always pick 1200 because that's a low number. Well, you also know that stems from somewhere in the diet culture. I don't know where it comes from, but it's from somewhere. And it's like, well, it would probably work for most people, but it's extremely low and most people don't need to go that low. So they choose that number because it's it's a, it's a their way to, to sell us on the idea that they are low calorie. But when we look in nature and we look at like starving humans, starving animals, like how do they get that way? They get that way through a chronic deficit over time. So why is the purposeful dieter somehow immune to those same results? Because dieting is really like, it's just your body starving a little bit, right? 
there shouldn't be a negative connotation with that word. It just means you, you're burning more calories than you're consuming. You should wither away just like these other animals in nature. But why aren't you? Well, it's because you're probably not doing what you think you're doing consistently enough to see those results. It's it's just not how it works. But that's hard. That's a hard debate with people because there's there's professionals out there and there's books out there that are like, it's not calories. It's this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, listen, it's calories. I proved it with Captain Crunch. You proved it with Tim Hortons. The science proves it. Nature proves it. You cannot find me a person who cannot lose weight in a true deficit. Yes, some people will need a bigger deficit. Mm -hmm. There are certain conditions like menopause might make somebody need fewer calories than they used to. Yeah. So but it's still, still a deficit is still needed, yep, you guys, yep. to lose weight. No. Yeah. And it's not like people hear deficit and they hear extreme dieting. Yeah. No, like yeah. most of the clients I worked with were few hundred calorie deficit over time. Yeah. completely changed their life, didn't feel hungry and starved and yeah. irritable or anything. So diet doesn't mean starve. It just means consume a little bit of less, fewer calories than maybe you used to and or let's get the body moving more. And I know some people hate that like move more, eat less, but it's like, that's not the advice. That's how it happens. Yes, I like that. So I've said this, I think that that advice, um, is not enough. Here's what I mean by that. Even yeah, if it is, it, it, even if it is what it is, it is <laughs> eat less and move more. Uh, it, it upsets people for sure. And I think the reason why it's not enough nowadays to just say that it's not enough to make a change um, is because the current system of belief in our society cannot coexist their current beliefs about food, about weight loss, about weight gain, about whatever. And eating less and you know like all the information all of our beliefs in society in our culture it it can't it's going to do this with eat less move more so that's why it's like we have to unlearn some of the bullshit that we learned that is just not true so that we can coexist that information now right and there's like inherent judgment with that statement move more what are you saying i'm lazy eat less what are you saying i'm a glutton I'm eating too no, much no yeah. we're not saying either we're saying you're probably a busy parent that might choose a few snacks that aren't that helpful for you and you work a full-time job and sit around a lot. Mm -hmm. Like if I don't try to move, I'll get, I'll get 3000 steps a day. Mike, but don't like, even get me started. I think I, around, I, get I turned into a chair last month. I was like yeah. a chair. I'm like, I, the chair and I are one, you guys. I said to my followers, I'm like, I need, I like was looking at my steps and they see me like I'm a spin instructor. I own my spin, uh, spin studio. It's my sport. I love it. It's the way I move awesome. my body, that and walking. That's it. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. Things can change. I might lift weights one day, but right now this is my choice yeah. and I just want to be consistent. And I've been spinning for 15 years. I just love it. The music, the people. And, um, and so they see me, they're like, she's fit. And I'm like, I literally teach an express class, which is 28 minutes a day. And other than that, I am a chair. And so I have to go out of my way to literally walk and move around. Um, and because, because that's a value, like that's one of my values. I don't want to be sedentaire. Like I want to move. I want to have more than 2000 steps. That may, that makes no sense to me. Um, but they, it's the idea. They see me one class, they see my picture and they're like this girl, like she's super fit, you know? Um, and I'm like, mm, like I don't move a lot. The girl that works at the bakery all day has definitely more 
um, calories oh, yeah. out than meat. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're on their feet all day. They're, They're on their feet. They burn forth. so much energy. They probably don't even need the extra whatever. You know what I mean? Um, our, our clients were always, always thought like the coaches were like these, the most active, like fitness maniacs. And I'm like, you guys don't, you don't get it. We're basically office workers. We're, we're sitting on the computer the whole yes. time. Like my job is sitting at a desk. Like that's what I do. I agree. I, I feel the same. Um, okay. So this conversation goes well with this one. If you're struggling to lose fat, please think about how you eat on Saturdays and instead of Tuesdays. So when people say, and I know you're going to agree with me when they say I eat 1200 calories, you're like, maybe Monday, maybe, maybe, that's maybe what Monday, you do Monday. Yeah. maybe before six o'clock, maybe before seven. Like I, I don't, maybe oh my 1200 God. in your head but not in your body. And no, again, it's, this is not yes. judgment. This is just what happens. This is the food environment we're in dealing with the primitive brain that we have. That is like, Hey, I don't know. I don't know the world you're living in. I'm just going to tell you to eat because I want you to reproduce. And I don't want to, I don't want to be extinct. That's basically what humans are here for. And in 2023, we have access to excess yep. so easily. And it goes up so fast. I'm like, you don't realize like, our, the way we live our lives and a lot of like eating out and whatever, it's just, and, and when people are like, I gain weight just walking in the restaurant, I'm like, that's not how it works, but okay, <laughs> we right. can just. You, you gain weight walking in the restaurant because every time you go in the restaurant, you have the appetizer, the bread with the, the butter. The snack, the, the, the drink, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yep. The, the whole thing. And pe there's people that claim like on one of my posts the other day about the caloric deficit and starvation and all this, someone was like, I, I ran 30 to 40 miles a week and I needed to get down to 400 calories a day to lose weight. I said, that's just not how it works. But that's not true. Have, how am I going to get through to that person? There, zero chance. So okay, I was going to say, I hope you didn't even try. No, zero chance. And it's like, it sounds like weird, but it's like, it's not even worth trying to save that, that mentality because there's nothing I could do or say, or show that person that would change their mind. Their story is the reality. The, the unfortunate truth is they just, they're just not aware of how many calories they actually ate and saying 400, like you, most people eat 400 calories worth of oil or butter accidentally a day. So that's one, that's one of the things when we like have those conversations with our members as well, it's like where calories are coming from, like sneaky calories that you aren't realizing like liquids, condiments. Um, and that's just like easy skim off the top things that you can just like kind of make a change and start consuming less, you know, and that's what we mean by consuming less, just creating calorie awareness, just create yeah. awareness around what you're doing, how you're living your life. Um, so there's seven minutes left. We could speak forever. Um, <laughs> but uh, one thing that you said was like, uh, society is willing to, I don't have it in front of me, but I remember it. Society is willing to like yo-yo diet until they're 73, but wouldn't give a good coach, you know, a few months to like change the mindset, create some awareness. Like let's like, you know, um, man, I connected with that. Right. Like people, there are so many members that we had or clients, whatever, whatever we want to call them. Yeah. Members, like clients, that. all good would come by and they were 50, 60, 70. And they were on like, like no joke, like the 50th, 60th diet they've ever done. And I'm like, man, if if we could have somehow had a time machine, had this program when you were like 25 years old, you wouldn't have felt like you dieted your entire life. And it, the, the sad thing is like, people feel like they have dieted their entire lives, yet they're not at the result they want to be. Yeah, that's, so that's like where I say like psychological dieting versus physiological dieting. Like, I like psychological that. dieting is in our heads, we're on that diet, but our body and our health tell a different story, which is the real story. 
because no matter how you feel, if you're actually on that diet or doing what is needed to change the health in the body, you're going to see those results. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's depressing that we have to, we live in a world Mm -hmm. where people just feel like they're on a diet their whole life. Imagine that so that their mental state is like, I'm on a diet and their physical state is not even at a good place. Like, I mean, that's not a good scenario. And that's the proof. Like when people are like, well, I'm, I'm eating 1200 calories. And I'm like, well, like, like you don't become 250 pounds by eating 1200 calories. Like, it's just not how it works. And that, that is like an, it's a, it offends people at times. Like we it just does, yeah. we don't get this way by doing the right thing. We get this way by being unaware of doing the wrong thing. And, and how, that's how the thing. That. Let's finish with that. It's the unaware. It, you didn't yeah. do anything wrong. You didn't right, intentionally li- get here. Yep. I truly believe that there is a big part. Some do. Some are like, I just like lost control. And those people typically can right away know what to do to start their right. journey. It's the people that they turn around and like, fuck, I gained 50 pounds in the last four or five years, 10 years, like how many of our moms weighed 99 pounds on their wedding day and now they're 60, 70 and they're a hundred pounds more, you know, that didn't happen overnight. Um, but it's like, I'm, I turned around and you're like, Oh my God, how did it's awareness. It's staying connected. It's looking at how your body's, you know, how is it going? Managing your weight is a different, like we could have a freaking whole podcast on, you know, weight management and what that looks like. But um, there's definitely this awareness piece that society's missing. And it's like awareness can't coexist with our beliefs right now. It's, it's a big change that needs to happen. Yeah. It's a good point because a lot of people, they hear these things like that. I say, and they're like, Oh, you're calling me a liar. I'm like, well, no, like definitely, like you said, there's some people that are just like full of it. And you know, those people sometimes come out of the woodwork and say, Oh, Mike, I've been fudging. Um, but for the most part, it's like, you just don't know, you don't know the mayonnaise has this many calories or you don't know that every time you have a glass of wine, you get hungry and then you eat a bunch of snacks. Yeah. Like you just, you're just not aware of what this food does and how incredibly easy it is to go the opposite way because yeah. it's like, it's like capitalism at work. It's like all these companies create these delicious snacks to make money and they, they are the best at manipulating our senses and our emotions. And we're like, yep, I'm going to yeah. buy that. Yeah. And we don't and want their to marketing is top notch. Like the minute yeah. the word thin is there, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, I was like looking at my thin Reese's that I buy and I eat thin Reese, uh, one to two thin Reese's after every meal. It like, it's like my mental way to say it's over. This is yeah. the lunch is yeah. done. So I eat my wrap and then I always have my Reese's and I'm like, Oh my God, this Reese is as much as a normal Kit Kat, not a thin yeah. Kit Kat, just a normal, like the tiny Kit Kat, like the, I was like, Bello. I am just going to eat the Kit Kat. Cause I love Kit Kats more than I right, love. Right. Anyways, that was just like one of my little things lately, but, um, it's just fun to have, like, it's more looking into like, Oh, this is not at all. I had a bad relationship with this. And I thought that it was like going to I mean, let's not even start about the sugar, but you get what I mean. Like, just like people yeah. are like, oh, there's sugar in this. Or, oh, this, this puts fat on my body. I'm like, nothing's fattening. That's not a right. thing. Like too many cal- calories of whatever food is going to do that. Like sugar is everybody picks on sugar, but it's I like, know. You know, like most people that I'm dealing with, they're not just chugging sodas all day. Like yeah. they're actually like when we would look at the numbers, most people were overeating fat, not carbs. Mm-hmm. And that's why like the oils and the butters and yeah. The and states. things they don't even notice. You don't, and yeah. that goes, guys. This is why I don't cook. The, right. the, the listeners know are, I don't cook. So those are like the invisible calories. Like you don't yes. know when there's there's oil or butter. You taste yeah, it. Right. Like you know it's there, but you don't see it. You would see a like a mountain of like cheese. 
but you don't see the the butters and the oils and that's yeah yeah. yeah, that's what gets people a lot of time okay last thought that i'm getting and i hope we can fit it in two minutes okay what about the fact that if we were to just have such a better relationship with all foods and they would just coexist with our lives and it's like you want cake for breakfast like your daughter it's gonna be okay don't you think that we would be less dicks around food? Like we would be, there's be less binging, less like, I always say like, if you just have access to all the things, you're let, you're not such a dick about it. You're not such like, you you don't go and binge on the weekend because you can have it all the time. Like yeah. just this yeah. way to just be and wake up and be like, I can do whatever. People are like, oh my God, if I give myself that freedom, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm like, mm, I think losing yeah. your shit comes from not giving yourself that freedom. I mean, it is a process. It can take time and the yeah. weight might go up a little bit, but after a while, if you truly practice it, it really is freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah, there, there's a lot of people that like the the abstainers versus the moderators. Like people can can moderate well. Some people like if they get around it, they they lose it. But that's probably from like many years ago where someone made them think that this food was like special. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I like people to like practice that stuff. Like maybe don't have like six different kinds of potato chips, but have one and see how you behave. Yeah. And it really, it's it's sad that people can't enjoy these things without thinking like bad, bad, bad. Yeah. And it's even, it's probably, it's hard for us as well, you know, because we were, we've grown up hearing the same things. Oh, it's a constant like reminder. Like I can, sure I can do this. Sure, I can go for an ice cream. Sure. And it's like, I can trust myself. Trusting yourself is also yeah. something that was taken away from us in the diet industry. Like you, you can't trust me. I need to tell you what to eat. You can't, tr- you can't, sorry. You can't trust yourself. I need to tell you what to eat. You can't trust yourself. You need to be like limited and you need deprivation and you need motivation. Like it's like, as in like, you can't be yourself. And it just has led over and over just feeling like I, I can't do this. This is so hard. Oh my God. There's so much I could say. Okay. We got to go. We got to go. It's ending in a minute. Mike, this was amazing. Thank you so much. I will add all the Mike things in the show notes, yeah. uh, but go well, and follow Mike Dola and he's working on a website, MikeDola.com. Yep. It's coming. And how do we write Dola? D-O-E-H-L-A. A lot of extra <laughs> letters there. 